Welcome to Short Stories from a Whitewater Guide. I'm your host, Max, and today's episode is about food addiction, which kind of sort of has absolutely nothing to do with Whitewater, except for the fact that I am a Whitewater Guide, and it affected me. So, there you go. So this episode is going to be a little bit different in the fact that it's not scripted. I haven't written anything down. I'm just shooting from the hip and kind of talking. Uh, obviously, I'll try to put some order to the chaotic thoughts that roll through my head. However, uh, you know, this whole podcast has been an, an experiment anyway. So here we go. Um over the last five months, starting on May 3rd, 2020, uh, I weighed 209 pounds. Now, to give you some perspective on that, for most of my life, I weighed 165 pounds. I would fluctuate between 165 and 170. And so at the height of my whitewater career, um, I weighed roughly 170 pounds, Um As previous episodes have stated, I have gone through a lot of life changes. Uh, I am currently staring down the end of my fourth decade alive, and I am looking forward to starting my fifth decade. And so uh, with that, obviously, my body has changed quite a bit. Um, during that time I've had surgeries, I've, uh, got a current heart condition that has emerged and I'm no longer a full-time active person in the sense that I was say in my thirties, you know, I kind of looking back, reflecting on my life at age 28, 29, 30, I was in peak condition, if you will. Those were the days when I was paddling, uh, you know, 250 days a year, and I was a commercial guide as well as a private boater, and I just was, I could eat two pints of Ben and Jerry's for dinner and a bag of nacho cheese rings and, and beef jerky and still lose weight. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just one of those situations where I could eat anything I wanted and, and I didn't gain weight. And if anything, it was a struggle to keep weight on because of just how active I was. I mean, I would spend seven hours, eight hours guiding a commercial ri- uh, commercial raft down the river. I'd get off you know, I'd come back to the outpost and then a group of us would get our kayaks and we'd head down to the river and play boat until the sun went down, you know, uh, and that would be another two, three, four hours that we would be doing that. And so, you know, I was in peak condition and could eat whatever I wanted to. Over the last four years, having moved into a middle school science classroom, I no longer am active in the same way that I have been in the past. Now, I will say that this summer, the summer of 2020, with the craziness of COVID, um, one of the benefits of being able to go boating was that I was naturally social distance. 
uh, from the people around me with the exception of running shuttle. However, the people that I was interacting with um, were family. So in that case, uh, you know, it all worked out. I didn't have to get shuttles from strangers. I had shuttles from, you know, family friend members. So I have been much more active this summer than I have been in the past. I tend to over-explain things sometimes, I think, and I want to put in the details and all of that stuff, so I apologize if I come off as rambling. Um, That being said, so as I was previously saying, my average weight during the peak of my life, if you will, uh, was 165 to 170. When I stepped into the classroom full-time back in 2016, I was around 180 pounds. Um, I remember going to the health department to uh, go through my physical and get all my medical stuff taken care of before I stepped into the classroom, and, and I weighed 180, which didn't seem that bad to me at that point in time. It seemed a natural evolution of slowing down in my life and, um, and how active I was. And so, uh, this past May on the third, when I weighed myself, I weighed 209 pounds. And for me, that was unacceptable, especially with a number of things that had happened in the past years. One was, is that I had slowly watched my weight creep up and, I was mindful of it. Uh, you know, I, every day at lunch, I eat a salad. Um, and in the past, when I had been in the classroom, I would eat, uh, you know, a, a ham and cheese sandwich or a peanut butter and cheese sandwich or some sort of sandwich and chips, uh, probably have a soda. For most of my life, uh, I have been a fast food junkie. Uh, it was just easier that way. I have always been a finicky eater. I remember my dad getting pissed off because I would want to take the onions off of my cheeseburger that I got from McDonald's and, uh, or I would want to order it without the onions on it. And he would get mad at me and just say, why don't you just scrape them off? And, and I would try to explain to him that it's not the same. Um, ironically in the last few years, that's what I did because it was easier. And so I kind of understand where he's coming from with that now ramble ramble um but i've always been a fast food junkie it was just easier for me i've always been an isolationist i think that's one of the reasons why i loved kayaking so much is that it was me and the boat and the river granted that there were friends around however it was still no one was depending on me uh to a certain extent Uh, You know, granted that commercial rafting, people are depending on me. However, again, that was a different scenario in that I was only with them for that river trip and then they were gone. So it was almost like I could I could be the great pretender. I could I could be whoever I wanted to be in that four to eight hour stint that I was with these people. Whereas when I was growing up playing team based sports or ball sports, um, I couldn't handle the pressure that was on me from my teammates, if I made a mistake, 
then they paid a price for that. Now, when I was paddling uh, in the early stages and I was doing heavy creaking, I understood that, you know, if somebody went down, they got pinned or they needed my help, you know, by God, I was going to be there. I was going to do everything I could to, to help them, you know. So when I say an individual sport, it's more about, you know, if I'm the one that screws up in the water, well, that's on me. I've got to self-rescue and, and take care of myself. Now, every so often, I may need someone to throw me a rope, you know. However, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I don't put them in that position. So the quote that is on my work email is from the movie The Matrix, and Morpheus says to Neo, there is a difference in knowing the path and walking the path. So I knew... I've known that having a fast food or fried Southern diet um, has, and a sweet diet as well. I was always drinking sodas and sweet teas, fried food, French fries, burgers and, and bacon. And as my ex-wife always said, you know, my meals were always very brown. Um, I liked brown food. So I knew why I was gaining weight. I understood that. I also understood that, you know, I was, had moved into a very stressful environment, you know, being in a classroom with middle, uh, you know, with uh, 12 year old kids, seventh grade science uh, for me, while it is rewarding, it's incredibly stressful and incredibly draining. I just spoke to my mom this morning and told her that being in the classroom uh, the anxiety I feel is 10 times more than being on a class four or five river in a rafting situation. Uh, the stress in a classroom is ju it's just, it's just so much more because you are, it's just hard for me to explain. Regardless, I know that when I stepped back into the classroom, I started stress eating quite a bit. Um, even though I was trying to be somewhat healthy uh, with my salad for lunch. Uh, my friends always give me a hard time because I will eat a five-ounce container of lettuce, which many of them remark about the fact that it would take them a week or two to get through this container of lettuce You know, I eat in a day because it has zero calories in it. It has 30 calories to eat the whole thing, you know. Um, but I understood... And, and I understood that I felt better after lunch having eaten the salad than I did a sandwich. When I ate the sandwich, I felt weighed down. I felt very sluggish. I just wanted to take a nap. Um, and so when I ate the salad, I didn't feel so hammered after lunch. Um, and that was one of the main reasons why I switched to eating a salad. However... When I got done with work, I'd go straight to McDonald's or I'd go straight to some fast food restaurant and because I'd be so hungry. Um, and then I would eat this meal, right? Um, then I would go home sometimes for a number of years to take a nap, uh, like a two-hour nap. Then I'd get up and I'd go eat another full meal um, around 7, 8 o'clock. Then I'd go to bed around 10. Um, and so over the last four years, I went from 180 
to 209. I made the decision the day that I hit 209 that it was time. I, I had to make a change. And I understood on a fundamental level, level what those changes need to be. Uh, one was I needed to stop with sugar. Um, the other was I needed to control my portions and pay attention to the the food that I was eating. For example, McDonald's, you know, uh, Zaxby's, Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, Bojangles, you know, all of these fast food restaurants. I could go to Little Caesars and get a large pizza and eat the whole thing in one sitting, you know, and then still be hungry. And that is where the secret lies. I wasn't hungry for nutrition's sake. That's not the right word. For uh, my appetite was sated. Uh, No, maybe that's not the right way to say it. Uh, I, I had eaten enough. I didn't need to eat anymore. I was eating in order to fill a void. I was eating because I was addicted to food. Uh, I was eating because I liked the taste of things. I could sit down with, uh, you know, a half gallon, well, it's not a half gallon, like a, a half pint of, of uh, Breyer's ice cream and sit there and spoon the whole thing out in one sitting, you know, and it wasn't because I was hungry. It was because... I was trying to fill some void on some level. Uh, Maybe it was boredom. Maybe it was depression. Maybe it was sadness. Um, You know, I'm sure that we could sit here and go through a number of psychological reasons on why, you know, I just kept putting the food in my face. I would sit down with the family-sized box of Cheez-Its, and next thing I know, I've eaten the whole box. You know, while I've watched a couple of episodes of something on... Uh, television, you know, or I would sit down with, um, you know, a bag of Doritos or a bag of tortillas. I'd sit there and, you know, throw cheese on top. I can, I'll sit there with the bag of cheese and just eat the cheese out, you know? So I had reached a point in my life that I was not eating correctly is the best way that I can say that. I was not controlling myself in a way that was healthy. I walked out of the hospital in December of 2017 after having a heart situation. Um, Basically, I went into atrial fibrillation, AFib, and uh, one of the recommendations they said to me was, you need to quit smoking and you need to quit caffeine. And so I did that day, December 17th, 2017, I quit smoking cigarettes and I quit caffeine. Um, and so I know in my heart and in my soul and mind, whatever you want to say, that I have the power when I choose to have the power, just like the rest of us, 
we all have this power inside of us, you know, that when we make a decision that we want to stand on, we have the power to do it. Um, and we demonstrate that all the time. Um, we may not give ourselves credit for it. The reality of it is, is that, that we have that power. Um, and so I, I knew when I got off that scale after seeing 209 that if I wanted to make a change and drop the weight and get myself back to a more comfortable space, um, that I could do it. And I also fundamentally understood what I needed to do in order for that to happen. I needed to stop eating fast food. And I needed to start cooking my own meals. Um, and so that's what I ended up doing. I cut out uh, sugar. I cut out salt. I cut out, um, uh, you know, restaurant-style meals. Now, not all the way. Uh, you know, I would say maybe once a month I'll go and get, uh, you know, I'll be out with my friends or whatever, and we'll go to a restaurant and I'll treat myself knowing full well what I need to do in order for myself to get back on track. Um, and that to me, again, is the secret is to understand that you can give and take. It's when you're addicted, you're, you're just taken, you're just taken. You're going, oh, well, I'll go to McDonald's this afternoon. I'm too busy. You know, I've got so much going on. It's just easier for me to swing through the drive-through, you know, and I'll 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 do better tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's never gonna come. You've got to do better now, right? Because that's the only moment that we have is right now, this present moment. And so when you have that thought of, oh, I'm gonna go to McDonald's, you need to stop that thought and say, no. I'm going to go to Ingalls or the grocery store and I'm going to buy some, a bag of vegetables if you're feeling lazy and then come home, put that bag of vegetables into the pot with the little steamer thing and turn it on and eventually you will be hungry enough once that's done cooking to enjoy it. And then over time period, your palate changes to where you are looking forward to having that meal. I currently weigh 174 pounds. Today is October 3rd, 2020, and I have lost 35 pounds. So I started on May 3rd at 209. It's now October 3rd, 174. 35 pounds. And I did it in a very controlled way. Um, and I have made this a lifestyle change. That has been my goal. My goal wasn't to lose weight per se. My goal was to change my relationship with food. And slowly, that is what I have done. There have been numerous days where I have wanted to swing through the drive-thru. And I've had that thought, oh, I'll just go here to Wendy's. And then I immediately have the thought, no, that's not what you do anymore. And it was the same way with quitting cigarettes. 
I would have the thought, oh, I really am looking forward to getting home and smoking a cigarette. And then I would immediately think to myself, oh, I don't do that anymore. And so that's the exact same process that I've used with my food addiction, which is, oh, I don't do that anymore. This is what I do instead. And so I have slowly reconditioned my thought process. I have slowly reframed my relationship with food. And so now, whenever I have the opportunity to have a soda, I don't. I drink water instead. Now, that's the other big thing that I haven't talked about, which I think is incredibly important, um, which is that one of the reasons why I have been so successful is because I have started drinking water. And I can hear people out there right now rumbling that, oh, I don't like the taste of water. That's because you've spent so much of your life drinking chemical-based fluids that you have lost your taste for clean, clear, natural, wonderful tasting water. Because nothing quenches your thirst after you have been running, after you've been playing, after you are parched like a tall glass of water. Water is our number one resource when you are trying to shift your food process. I drink 100 ounces of water a day. That's my goal. Do I do it every day? Of course not. Um, I would say that I reach that goal about once a week. Um, part of my current issue is that I have students in my class from 7.20 until 1.20, and I can't leave my classroom at all because of all of this COVID stuff. So I don't even have time to go to the bathroom. So I don't start drinking water until around noon. Um, I have one cup of decaf coffee uh, in the morning. And yes, it is decaf, but I enjoy the flavor of coffee. So I give that to myself. Uh, and I also have uh, that with hot chocolate. So I make a little mocha. And um, and that's my treat. And, and so I'll have that in the morning. Usually I'll have an orange at some point in time. Uh, during the day, I have my salad at lunch. And then uh, around lunch, I'll have a couple ounces of water. And as soon as 125 hits, I start drinking four ounces to five ounces uh, about every 20 to 30 minutes, you know. And then slowly, I try to get at least 40 to 50 ounces uh, on a work day. I would like to drink more than that. Um, you know, there is a big argument about how much water you're supposed to be intaking and this, that, and the other. Um, and yes, you'll hear some people say, well, you can overdrink and that'll kill you. Yeah, if you're washing out all the salts in your system over a period of time because you've overhydrated, yes, that is a condition. However, that's very, very rare for the normal average eater to get to that point. Because we eat so much freaking salt in our diet 
because we're eating so much processed food. We're eating so much prepared food that has already been salted. And then most people are salting on top of that. It's really hard for you to get to that space. I would say start with trying to drink 30 to 40 ounces of water over a 12 hour period of time. You know, when I first started doing this, I took a bottle and I literally marked out lines on that bottle. Like I, I did some math and I figured out that if I had a, you know, X ounce bottle, then I needed to drink four ounces every 25 minutes um, over a, a 10 hour period of time or a 12 hour period of time in order to reach my goal of 90 to 100 ounces of water a day. Um, and that's based on, at that time, if I weighed, you want to drink, or I've heard, and again, I'm not an expert, I'm not a nutrition person, you know, I'm just going off of research that I've done. Uh, some research says that you need to do half your body weight a day in water. So if I weighed 200 pounds, that meant that I needed to drink 100 ounces of water a day. Now that I'm down to 174, obviously I need to cut that down to um, however much that's going to be, which I think is uh, like 80 ounces a day, because 80 and 80 is 160, so 85 ounces a day. Uh, you know, and again, it's very rare that I actually meet that, but that's my goal and that's what I'm shooting for. For example, yesterday uh, I had. Uh, 75 ounces of water. Um, so I met, got pretty close to where I wanted to be. I have shifted. I have shifted my relationship with food, and I'm very aware that at any point in time I can shift back uh, if I'm not paying attention. For example, um, one of the approved breakfast items at the public school I teach at is Pop-Tarts. Uh, and so uh, I have access to Pop-Tarts every morning. And I love Pop-Tarts. I also am very aware that that is counter to what I am trying to accomplish at this point in time. And so it's making those conscious decisions on an everyday, every moment basis. And eventually it gets to the point to where I look at the Pop-Tart and I don't even consider it. I go straight to my water bottle. And that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is that the idea of portion control. Because especially here in the United States, we are big eaters. When we get a lot of food on our plate. Um, and there's that's just there's just too much food there. That's just the cold, hard reality about it is that we don't need to be eating as much as we're eating. We have, as a society, put it out there that we're supposed to be shoveling down these big, massive meals, and that's just not the case. That's just not the reality. The other reality is that it's very important to not eat late at night. If you are going to be going to bed at 9 o'clock, then you should stop eating at 6. 
Because when you eat right before you go to bed, research shows that that, A, disrupts your sleep, and B, generally doesn't digest correctly. And because it's not digesting correctly, it stays with you uh, and becomes fat, uh, rather than being burned off in a natural process. Um, So yes, eating at a timely manner and controlling the amount of food that you're eating. I got a good buddy of mine right now and he's struggling with his weight and and it's because he wants to eat ice cream at, you know right before he goes to sleep. He wants to have four or five cookies before he goes to sleep. And my response to him is it's like, "Hey, if you want to have the ice cream, that's fine. If you want to have the cookies, that's fine. Have a spoonful of ice cream, not a bowl full of ice cream." Is that easy to do? Yes, if you choose to make it easy, you can also choose to say, oh man, that's really hard. I really want that bowl full. Do you though? Do you? Why are you eating it? Are you eating it because you're hungry? Or are you eating it because you're bored and you're trying to fill some sort of void? That's another process that I have gone through is when I am feeling the need to eat, I ask myself, why? Why do you feel the need to eat? You just ate. You're not, you're not hungry. Your belly's full. Why are you eating? Are you eating because you're conditioned to eating? Because this is what you've done every night for the last 20 years of your life? Or are you eating because you actually really are hungry? And if you've just had a meal, well, that answers the question. So instead of eating that bowl of ice cream, drink an eight-ounce glass of water. Does that sound romantic? No, it doesn't. And there's your problem. Right there. If you're thinking to yourself, well, I want the ice cream. The ice cream sounds so much better. Well, of course it sounds better. And that's why you're in the situation that you're in. It's because you're eating the ice cream instead of drinking eight ounces of water. Because the water is going to do your body so much better. To sum all of this up, if you asked me, how were you able to lose 35 pounds over five months? I would say this. I did it by drinking a healthy amount of water all day, every day. I did it by replacing the foods that I was eating, fried foods, sugary foods, salty foods, and I did it through portion control. If nothing else, the two things that I would encourage you to do just for a month, 30 days, is to cut your portions in half and drink more water. Set yourself a goal. Say, I'm going to drink 40 to 50 ounces of water a day, and I'm going to do it from the time that I get up until the time that I go to bed, 8 to 8, 12 hours. Set yourself that time. Set yourself a goal. 
set yourself a an attainable goal and cut your portions in half. If you are eating fast food, cut the amount of fast food you're eating in half. If you get two cheeseburgers and a large fry, get one cheeseburger and a small fry and a big cup of water. That's what I would tell you to do. I would tell you to do that for 30 days and see what sees see <laughs> see what happens. You don't have to do it all at once. Take it slow. Right? Give your body and your mind time to adjust and reframe itself. Start with just one thing, water, right? That was one of the first things I did was I cut sodas out of my diet and I went straight for the water. Then I got aggressive and I decided that I was going to cut all fast food out and I was only going to eat steamed vegetables and water for dinner and I was going to do that for two weeks. And I did it and that snowballed into the next step, which snowballed into the next step, which snowballed into the next step. And now here I sit five months later, almost at my goal weight of 170 pounds. I am four pounds shy of that. I feel good. I feel accomplished. I'm stoked. I'm happy. I'm excited about it because I did it. And you can too. All you have to do is make the choice. And you're going to have to make that choice a lot more in the beginning than you will towards the end of your goal. Because remember that in the beginning, you are making a conscious mind shift. You are making a conscious choice to change your thought pattern. Because right now, the addiction that you have to the conditioning that you have formed over the last number of years is what you are ultimately shifting. For me, it was going and getting fast food every day. So I had to make those choices every time I thought, oh, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go get a burger. I would think, no, I don't do that anymore. I'm going to go to the grocery store and I'm going to get these items and I'm going to cook them for dinner. And by the time I got home and I cooked them, I was hungry for them. And doing that for two weeks snowballed and so forth. I wish you the best if you are going to step onto this journey. I know you can do it because we have the power. All it is is making the choice and then making that choice again and again and again and again. Good luck. Thanks for listening. Again, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. I really hope you've been inspired. If you have been inspired or you know someone who you think could be inspired by this, please share it. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed doing this today. This has been such a high point for me uh, on during such a weird time in life. And you may have heard some weird sounds in the background. Uh, that was my little dog. His name is Max, which is my persona. 
as you may have guessed on this podcast. He was chewing on his bone uh, himself and rolling around on the couch. So that was what was going on in the background. Again, thank you so much for listening today. And if you enjoyed or inspired by today's podcast, please take a moment and share this with a friend or a family member or anybody that you think might benefit from this. It has been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Short Stories from a Whitewater Guide, and I will hopefully hear from you next time.